Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If you want to live in the land of promises, keep your eyes on the Lord. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie brings important principles for a faith-filled walk with the Lord, the kind of Christian walk of focus and perseverance. Don't put your eyes on people because people are going to let you down. People are going to disappoint you. Guess what? You're going to disappoint someone. And so keep your eyes on the Lord. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. This is the day when the lost are found. has been compared to a race, and it certainly is that. But given the opposition that we often face, it could also be compared to an obstacle course. It's a tough assignment to run to win when our adversary is trying to trip us up and stop us in our tracks. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie offers biblical advice on keeping our focus and priorities where they should be. God can give us the spiritual power, but we need to supply the determination to succeed. So let me start my message with a few questions. Are you satisfied with your present spiritual state? Do you wish you could be stronger as a Christian in your faith and even be used by God more? Do you feel like maybe you're stagnant spiritually and maybe have even lost some ground in your Christian experience? And would you like to overcome sin in your life and take new ground as a follower of Jesus Christ. And the most important question of all, don't you think that Prius drivers should get out of the fast lane (laughs) altogether because they can't seem to drive the speed limit? I want you to think about that. Not really. But, But these are questions that we maybe all ask at from time to time, how can I grow more? How can I do more? How can I see more happen in my life as a follower of Jesus? Well, here we are in the book of Joshua. This is a pivotal moment. The wilderness wanderings are done. The spies have gone into the land and they've come back with a good report. Rahab has been a great hero of the faith and she has protected the spies And so now they're poised and ready to enter into this promised land. There was just one really big problem, an obstacle in their path. It was the mighty rushing Jordan River. So it was time for them to get their feet wet. Now, for them it was entering the promised land. But for us as Christians, it's entering what we might call the land of promises. And when you say, I'm gonna go forward as a follower of Jesus Christ. You better brace yourself for spiritual warfare. Because the Christian life is not a playground, it's a battleground. And we have to understand that it's not really a choice of fighting or not fighting. It's a choice of victory or defeat, advancing or retreating, winning or losing. As believers, we're either gaining ground or we're losing ground 
We're either gonna be overcomers or we're gonna be overcome. We're either gonna be victims or we're going to be victors. It's really up to us. God brought us out of sin to live a new life in Jesus Christ, a life of power over sin. And for the Israelites, God brought them out of Egypt to bring them into the new land. He didn't want them wandering around in some wilderness experience. As scripture says in Deuteronomy 6.23, he brought us out that he might bring us in. And in the same way, he doesn't want us as followers of Christ to be living some wilderness experience. Because this new land was pivotal to the plan of God. This promised land would become known as the nation of Israel. And it would play an important role in biblical history. So let's read now Joshua chapter three, as the Israelites come to the point of entry of the promised land and they face the Jordan River. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them, for you've never passed this way before. You might underline that phrase, I'm gonna come back to it. You have never passed this way before. They will guide you. Uh, stay about a half mile behind them. Keep a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua says to the people, purify yourselves or tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They'll know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Okay, we'll stop here. And here's point number one. If you want to enter the land of promises, you must be bold and strong. Let me say it again. If you want to enter this land of promises, you must be bold and strong. Look at verse four. They had never passed this way before. They were making history. The problem with the people in the book of Joshua is they had never read the book of Joshua. They didn't know what happened next. They just saw this incredible obstacle before them. But they were experiencing this all real time. And by the way, this is a whole new generation because you might say, well, wait, didn't they see the parting of the Red Sea? Actually, they didn't. And that was, those were their parents that saw it. And that generation was gone. They died in the wilderness. The only survivors of that first generation were Joshua and Caleb. They heard about it, but they didn't see it for themselves. Now they need to see their own Miracle, reminding us that every generation needs to have their own encounter with God. You know, the job of my generation and the generation before me and the generation before them is to pass these truths on, right? Pass these truths on to the next generation. And then they need to have their own encounter with God. Habakkuk 3.2 says, Lord, I've heard of your fame, I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day, in our time, make them known, and in judgment, remember mercy. That should be the prayer of you who are younger. Lord, we, we've heard about what you've done in the past, and it's awesome, but we wanna have our own 
spiritual awakening. We've heard about the Jesus movement, but we want our own Jesus revolution. That's a prayer that you should all be praying. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Pastor Greg is basing his study in Joshua chapter 3 today. He's pointing out that what God did in the past, for instance, as depicted in the Jesus Revolution movie, can happen again. You know, when we made the Jesus Revolution film, our hope was to sort of take people back in time and have them almost experience it for themselves. And we wanted you to feel as though you were there. And, and I think the movie did a pretty good job of that. And I had a lot of people tell me how moved they were as they watched this film and they've watched it over and over. And some people have watched it so many times. It's almost weird, but I like it, you know? <laughs> I love that people have really come to identify uh, with this film. But uh, there's a statement I've made before. The fame of revival spreads the flame of revival. So we thought if we told a revival story in a way that people could almost experience it and feel it, then maybe they would say, Lord, do it again in our generation. And we've had a lot of people pray for that. But here's what I say to you. If you want to see a revival, do revival-like things. Don't wait for something to happen. Just go do it. You say, I don't understand what you mean. Well, let's go back to the Jesus movement as a point of reference. Uh, we had a passionate love for the study of the Word of God. Everybody came to church with a Bible. You know, when I guest speak, which is not that often, but I go to another church, I can take the spiritual temperature of that church in about four minutes when I begin to preach. Number one, I notice if people are or are not carrying Bibles to church. If no one's bringing a Bible to church, I think, this is not a good sign, right? I know you have it on your tablets and your phones, so we're gonna excuse you. But I actually think it's a really good idea to get yourself an actual Bible and bring your Bible with you to church and mark up your Bible. Uh, because a Bible that's falling apart is usually an indication of a life that isn't, okay? But still, you know, you can follow along in your tablet or phone too. But we love the Word of God. We loved worship. People engaged in worship. Check this out. No one was ever late for church. And they didn't leave early. These are just things that we did. We can do these things today. We can have that same passion for the Word of God. We had a desire to share the gospel. It wasn't uncommon when you would just be out and about on a Saturday afternoon to see people walking around telling other people about Jesus. Yes, Lord, send another awakening. We wanna see that again. Why do you need another awakening to do that? Just go out and start talking to people about Jesus again, you see? And, and you will have a personal revival. It will revive you. So if you wanna see revival, do revival-like things. Uh, going back to what Jesus said to the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation. He says, loose paraphrase, I know you guys are working hard, you're discerning, uh, you're doing everything right, but I have an issue with you. I have this problem. Uh, you have left your first love. But then he says, so remember from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works quickly. Hey, you guys, you used to have a greater passion for me you seem to have lost it. So here now are the three R's of getting right with God. Remember, repent, and repeat. So I remember, oh, 
There was a time when I was closer to Jesus. There was a time when I started every day with the Word of God. There was a time when I did engage people with the gospel pretty much wherever I went. Remember, now repent. Lord, I'm sorry I'm not doing that. Now repeat. Go back and do those first works quickly. So Joshua said, you guys, you've never passed this way before. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now who's in a new season of life. Um, maybe you've just moved out of your parents' house. You are 50, but still, it, you've done it. <laughs> so that's good. And they're very happy about that, by the way. Um, maybe you're newly married. Maybe you just had your first child. Maybe you've started a new career. Or maybe you've started a new ministry and you're kind of afraid. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen next. You've never passed this way before. God was with the people of Israel. He'll be with you as well. Point number two, if you wanna live in the land of promises, keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on God. The key for the Israelites was the Ark of the Covenant. Look at verse four. They had to keep their eyes on the priests and the Ark leading the way. Verse four, it says, when you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. The Ark of the Covenant. Now many of us know more about it because of the Indiana Jones film. And we think, isn't that stored in a warehouse somewhere? And, well, there was an Ark of the Covenant given to the people of Israel. What was in the Ark were the commandments of God, the 10 commandments were in the Ark, Aaron's rod, and a jar of manna. It was a visible symbol of the presence of God. So the priests would pick it up, they would carry it on their shoulders, they were not to put it on a cart, they were to carry it by hand, and that visible symbol of God's presence was to be at the forefront of what they are doing. So the people of Israel are told, keep your eyes on the ark and keep your eyes on the priests who are leading the way. And the same is true for us. When you're going through life following Jesus, keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't put your eyes on people because people are gonna let you down. People are gonna disappoint you. Guess what? You're gonna disappoint someone, right? And so keep your eyes on the Lord. As the author of Hebrews 12 says, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets you. He says before that, and keep your eyes on the Lord. Because when you keep your eyes on the Lord, you see your problems differently. You know, when you came to church today, I'm sure you've come with some big problems. Maybe you had a disagreement with your spouse or trouble with the kids or you're not feeling that well or you have some other issue looming large in your life. And uh, it's so much so you thought, maybe we shouldn't even go to church today, but you made a decision to come and, and something begins to happen when you worship the Lord, right? And now you open up the Word of God and it's not like your problem is changing, but your view is changing. Because when you see God in His greatness, you see your problem in its relative smallness. Your problem hasn't gone away, but you see it differently. Because if you have a big God, you have relatively small problems. But if you have big problems, is your God too small? So we need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord and be looking to Him.
Pastor Greg Laurie with important insight today on what we should be doing if we want to live in the land of promises. And there's more to come as this study continues here on A New Beginning. Now, all that we've talked about today begins with having a relationship with the Lord. That's where His promises begin. That's where forgiveness is found and that's where eternal life is found. Maybe you'd like to begin a relationship with God today. Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So think of it this way. Maybe you're out in a riptide in the ocean and you can't get your footing and you're in trouble and you see a lifeguard. Call out for help, and the lifeguard will rescue you. The same is true spiritually. You're drowning in your sin. You need help. Jesus will save you. He will rescue you, but you must call out to him. And you know how you do that? You do it in prayer. So let me just lead you in a simple prayer, and you can pray this prayer after me. And this is where you are calling out to Jesus to save you. Just pray this, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Now, Lord, I turn from my sin and I put my faith in you. Be my Savior, my Lord. Be my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you've meant them sincerely, the Lord has heard you and he's forgiven you. And we'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. You can just ask for a new believers growth pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And yes, the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, we focus on faith and the pivotal part that it plays in living in the land of promises. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Get Your Feet Wet. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.